Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Thank you for downloading. It's a good show today. We've got some cybersecurity on why you shouldn't answer phone calls, even from your mum. Uh, and she's like, ah, please help. I need money. Send. Don't do it. Don't it's do a it. scam. It is a scam. Even uh, though, yes, you know, mum is overseas. You know, yes, you know that, you know, her hotel room got broken into it. Yeah. And, and like, you know that she probably does need money. Don't send yeah, it. Look, and losing your mum's hard. But losing your money is harder. <laughs> um, no, losing your money is easy, but harder to get back than your mum, who's gone. You can always have a new mum, but you can't always have new money. Yeah. And we also <laughs> have got on the show, uh, look, we cover some other towns uh, while they're sick or <laughs> doing stuff. I don't know what they're doing. And, uh, we meet a delightful young man yeah, by look, the name of Luke. He's from Jero. He like hijacks most of the show. We let him. It's yeah. It's like it's not even hijacking. It's like if someone tried. Let me pick a right scenario that's not offensive. Uh, it's like someone like goes to like uh, car. That's carjacking. Yeah, we'll go with carjacking. Yeah. It's like they go get out of the car and you go. I'm already sitting in the passenger side waiting for you. <laughs> that's kind of how we've done it with Luke. Uh, so he gets to control uh, a lot of the show. Uh, but first, I mean, we have to start with a new version of Friday Funnies, which is. People texting in jokes. You should get involved, actually, in this one as well. This is at the request of Trent. Hit us up on socials for next week's Friday Funnies. Right, it is time for Trent's Friday Funnies. Uh, Trent's wanted it mixed up for a while. He's sick of the local comic strips in your local papers. Obviously, he was letting his weekend down. Yeah. Because they were like tarot cards, weren't they? Yeah. If they were good, great weekend. So what's he got? So... This is at Trent's request. He wants you to provide the jokes. So the people of WA will determine how good the weekend will be. So 04800 97400. Uh, send them in. I'll get you started with one. I'm assuming that like this is the quality that we would like. Okay. Uh, I was pretty surprised to see Canada qualify for the World Cup this year. But it's Trudeau. Get it? Oh, like it's, it's Trudeau. It's true, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all we need. So you can send them in, text them in, oh four eight hundred nine seven four hundred. If you wanna, if you wanna perform your own joke, you can have that as well on one eight hundred zero double one triple six. But yeah. you can send them through. Your jokes now will determine how good the weekend will be. It's Trent's Friday funnies. Mixing things up with Trent's Friday funnies. Mitch, he wasn't happy with the local paper. Uh, we Are you in the same boat? Are you happy to be looking at Trent's version of our longest running segment? Uh, I mean, I, I bloody enjoyed it. Uh, I get the newspaper just for the comics. I read it backwards like that. But if he doesn't want it, look, we can't do it. So he wanted jokes. Did he at least send one in? <laughs> he has not. Oh. <laughs> he has not yet. But you can always hit us up 04800 97400 or send us a message on the socials. We got uh, one from Stu at uh, Boddington Mine, and he says, two fish are in a tank. Mm-hmm. One says to the other, you drive, I'll shoot the big gun. Oh, because they're, they're, they're not in a fish tank, uh, they're in a tank tank. Oh, but uh, like my brain went fish tank, but they're yeah. in a tank tank. So it's you actually, subverting expectations. Yeah, you didn't actually, yeah. It's okay, layers. Cool. Nice. Uh, and next up, we got Gus from Newman. Uh, texted through it and he said, uh, I bought my wife a fridge for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see her face light up when she opens it. Oh, because the lights. Because the light in the fridge. Yeah. And also, you would imagine she'd be quite pleased. Yeah, she However, on that one, Gus, 
Um, don't buy your spouses like appliances for Christmas. Mm. That's just something for the house. My mum got very upset with us when we got a toasted sandwich maker for her. Yeah, but the for ki- a Mother's Day. The one kitchen's year. her domain. But yeah, <laughs> what's <What'd like, you, laughs> <what'd> you mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. But then also, like, watch mum. She's the first one to buy your dad a lawnmower. Mm, bit hypocrite, isn't it? I feel like I feel like that's deliberate. I feel it's payback. When it's like, oh yeah, here's a drill. Thanks for my toaster. Well, also, well, then how else is? <laughs> no, I can't. Come on, it's Trent's Friday funnies. No, I can't. I Just can't. say Trent sent it in. Trent said. Well, then how else? <laughs> you... Nah, it's not. It's it's fun. Send your jokes in, guys. Send your jokes in. Oh four eight hundred nine seven four hundred. Trent would say it. Trent's not a coward. <laughs> Politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Mm, oh, give me the headlines. Australia is off to a huge start in the cricket, scoring a near 600 runs against the West Indies. We haven't seen this much running from the Aussies since the ball tampering scandal. Because... <laughs> They didn't want to own up. An explosive trailer for Harry and Meghan's Netflix documentary series has dropped today. An emotional scenes where British police are said to have stopped a genuine plot to kill Meghan Markle. But the Queen died in September, so it went away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She tried to get her too. (laughs) Uh, And finally, a North Carolina woman scored two jackpots in one day when she won a $100,000 Powerball prize just hours after giving birth to her daughter. So she probably still owes 13 grand because it's America. I know. Yeah. Their health system is uh, a disaster. Yeah, it's not great. It's not uh, great. Um, how much is she going to lose in, in taxation? You know? Is she even going to be able to... Is her life going to change at all? That's true. That's I mean, it. she got, you know... Hundred thousand dollar prize, and and like, can you put a price on a baby? You can't. But you you can. can about a million, they reckon. Yeah, for eighteen years, yeah. a mil. So enjoy that. What about private school kids? A mil and a half plus yeah. court fees because you know they get in trouble. <laughs> now, Michael Ross, I want to play a game called Produce the Price. Yeah, because because uh, money. Oh. Yeah, it does. Because you might love your produce, but you might be going, hey, that's too much money. Because I mentioned earlier on the show, a full watermelon that you remember from, you know, every day in your life, $34.32 for a normal watermelon. Where? T- tell me where. I can't. I, don't I think, need to I write know. into that store. Oh, look. So it, this is outrageous. It, if you go to Woolworths online, it's there. It's there. It's there. So that means all the Woolworths. I mean, look, I'm looking at it. Can't sue me now. Now, Michael Ross, give me the, uh, I'll give you like within 30 cents. No, I'll give you within 50 cents either side. 50 cents. Okay. How much for one fresh rock melon hole? Okay. Is there a melon crisis? That's, and just so we're aware, that's hole WH. Otherwise, you know, I don't yeah. want you to get the hole of a. So, how much? Is there a melon crisis is what I'm feeling. That's like, on does you. it affect all melons? That's on you, bro. Because I put rock melon higher than watermelon. But this is the thing. Did you know watermelon was in a crisis? I didn't know. Exactly. I didn't know. So rock melon, I'm going to say, is $24.70 per kilo. No. Okay. (laughs) Easy as that. $5.90. 
So not a crisis on rock melon. See, it's important to stay across this sort okay. of stuff. Good. When you're Get trying, rock melon this Christmas. Yeah, when you're trying to produce the price. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now how much is a pumpkin Kent each? I, swear, I needed to separate those because I think, okay. you think I was a, calling you something. A Kent pumpkin. Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how much is this pumpkin Kent? <laughs> that's not how you say it. <laughs> it says pumpkin Kent. Yeah, because that's like it's in the category of pumpkin, but it's a Kent pumpkin. No, it's pumpkin Kent. <laughs> okay, like uh, Clark Kent. It's his brother, pumpkin. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm just dealing with what I got. Now, how much is a Kent pumpkin? Uh, four dollars a kilo. Oh, I'm gonna have to go. I need each. So, how much do you oh, think of each? the pumpkin weighs? Uh, let's go. Let's go. Seven dollars fifty each. Oh, incorrect. But not bad. Eleven dollars seventy oh, for a whole pumpkin. Thoughts? Uh, that's fine because they're pretty big. Those ones. We're not talking about like a butternut, so that's fine. That's okay. Okay. Now we head on over for the final produce the price. A iceberg lettuce. Is How w- much is an iceberg lettuce? Because of course watermelon crisis. Watermelon shocking the world at thirty four dollars each. How much iceberg lettuce? How high did they get this year? They got up to like... It was pretty bad. It wasn't like 15 bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad anymore. I'm going to say uh, it's currently five bucks for an iceberg lettuce. Ooh. Five dollars thirty. Incorrect. <laughs> yeah, no. Two dollars ninety. Oh, so back to normal. Yeah. Right, yeah. so we survived the lettuce crisis. So we'll survive the watermelon crisis at 34 bucks does, for one watermelon. Does this not illustrate to you that I don't buy anything at their actual price? No. I don't buy iceberg lettuce. I buy also, $1 reduced like mescaline mix. Also, did they import the watermelon through customs, go, there's drugs in there, but let's not take them out. Let's just sell them. <laughs> And uh, we love to play a little game when all the WA comes together. Game cards do not actually talk. Oh, but the people do, Mitch. The people love to leave bad reviews on some of WA's favourite product places. What do we got? Well, we're looking at the Midwest today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is typically a 4.1 from 286 reviews on Google. That's good. That's a good place. Are you going to go to somewhere that's a 4.1? Yeah. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? But what have I told you? That Brad left a review for one star. Are you starting to question a little bit? What did he say? Only three months ago, Brad left this review. And he says, beware, high crime area. Don't leave your car unattended. Hmm. It makes you think a little twi- like things about it twice, don't you? One star. On a 4.1? No. Okay, it's an outlier. It's an, maybe he just had a bad day, bad run with yeah. with a little bit of crime. Okay. Uh, so let's look at uh, J- Justin. Yeah. Gave it two stars. Oh. And said, why are all of these in WA fenced off? Pretty sure SA, New South Wales, Queensland, and Victoria have never reported one of these being stolen. Okay. So it's an attraction in the Midwest of WA. Where Justin believes you can't steal it, but for some reason it's fenced off. Uh, and Brad believes that it's a high crime area. Is uh, mm, Do you it, want something good about it? Like Yeah. Okay, so Jonas was willing to put some good things in a two star review. It says it's beautiful, but there's not much to do around it. 
got four benches, some trees for shade. Is it that big giant statue of that horse in Three Springs? Was it Three Springs? Oh, the big mayor of Mora. Yeah, was it that one? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Good guess, though. Yeah, because is that no? That's not fenced off, but you wouldn't. No one would steal an entire bronze horse. Okay. Maybe that's along the right line. So one eight hundred zero double one triple six. What attraction is this? Unfortunately, one star, two star reviews from the people, but yeah. four point one out of five normally. The people as a whole love it, but Brad says beware of high crime. Justin says it's beautiful but it hasn't got much around it. Jonah said, why are these fenced off in WA? I've never heard of one of these being stolen. one 800 Do you know what this attraction is in the Midwest of WA? If you do, you're walking away with a Triple M prize pack. Michael, and we're playing around a Guess Rev Who. Game cards do not actually talk. Typically a 4.1 star attraction in the Midwest of WA, but we've got a couple of low one-star reviews here. You can give us a call on one 800 one We've got Luke from Jero on the line. Do you, you think you know what it is, mate? I don't know. I just heard you on the radio, so... I don't really know. No, that's okay. fair. You could literally say anything. <laughs> you want us to give you the clues again? Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah, so here are the clues. So high crime area, according to one man. That's just according to one man. High crime area. It's beautiful, but there's not much to do around it. And another review says, why are these in WA fenced off? They're not fenced off in other states. Oh, God. That could be anywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> um... I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. Um, How about this? If you're a Jarrah person, you might understand this. Uh, that yes. This person only uses the area near it for free RV parking. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Um, is it a tree, maybe? Some sort of... Ooh. It's not a tree. It's not a tree, but... <clears throat> oh, I'll throw in a clue. It is, it is very tall. Okay. Okay. Jeez. So, mate, have a thing. Is it Shane Van Stein? <laughs> yeah, he's more wide than tall. <laughs> Look, uh, thanks for the call, mate. Nah, have you, a thing. If you, there'll be some more clues to come, and if you figure uh, out, call us back. I tell you what, if no, no one else cheers, w- if no one else wins, you're getting a Triple M prize, mate, just for that Shane Van Stein burn. Reckon <laughs> <laughs> too. Good times, greatest hits. It's Mitchell and Michael. Michael Ross talking about the bulls on the loose. <laughs> Woo! On the loose, where? Uh, there is in an Australian town. Uh, I just found this on the World News site, which is uh, which is always good. Uh, residents of Menangle. I only know that because of um, the racing. All um, oh, right, it's good. It teaches you around. It's like when you play juniors repre- representative sport. You learn a lot of towns around your state because you have to go there to play. So I know Menangle because of the racing. Did you get anyone? They were like, ah, Menangle. What? Is the bull? Because the bull, like, oh, like, like, ah, like, like his ankle. Yeah, like in Pamplona when they do the runnings of the bull. A bull escaped from its enclosure outside of Sydney, Australia, and surprised residents by wandering through the suburbs. Residents of Menangle said they were shocked to see the bull in their yards and approaching the front door of one home. Now, one eight hundred zero double one triple six. There has to be someone who has experienced an animal on the loose, an animal where it shouldn't be. We lived in a town where kangaroos used to just hop down the street. Oh, yeah. Uh, even happened back at when, like, 
where I lived with my parents because we lived near a golf course. Yep. And uh, there was lots of roos there. And they'd occasionally just come into the street. Yeah. Do you even remember at school when I don't know how this would happen, but like a stray dog would get in the yard, in, in the schoolyard, and it would send the school into a frenzy? You did live in Darwin, so, so which had A, lots of stray dogs, and B, no fences. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like he's in the classroom. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit like that. And after, it was like dingoes and it was crazy, crazy stuff. Ah, oh, it's an alligator. That's just Terry. Uh, don't know why alligators are in Darwin. We pet. have crocodiles. <laughs> anyway, sorry if anyone. It was an import. Yep. Uh, but 1-800-011-666. I just want to know if you've ever seen an animal on the loose. And what was it? We just look. We want to find out animals on the loose. Bulls on parade. Because that happened over east. Yeah, there was made a, the headlines. There was a bull on the loose in Menangal in Sydney, Australia, and I just feel like, hey, we go out to so many regional towns. You clearly would have seen at least an animal where it wasn't supposed to be. You got Luke from Jero online. Uh, Luke, what animal has sort of come your way? Um, nah, just the kids at home. That's about it. <laughs> how old, how many kids you got? Two, mate. Cool. Yeah. How like herding cats? Yeah. No, they're, yeah, they're climbing stuff, throwing stuff. Yeah. How old are they? Four and one. Four and one. And the one-year-old's climbing everything. Jeez. Yeah, man, she's flat out. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So, boy, boy, girl, two girls. Boy, girl. Boy, yep. girl. Pigeon pair. Who's your favourite? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to... Look, I'm a, I'm a young dad myself. If you had to give me any advice, any tips, what would it be? Go to work and let the missus deal with them. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Luke. Cheers, boys. Okay. Cast your mind back to yesterday on the show uh, when Trev from Headland believed he knew the secret to crossing... At the lights. So oh, yeah. As the man, uh, I mean, I do. I mean, on the lights, not as you. <laughs> the man on the lights is red. Mm. You want it to be green as quickly as possible. Maybe you've got somewhere to go. And sometimes you feel like pressing that button once or a hundred times makes no difference at all. Yep. Well, Trev gave us this little tidbit of info. You press and hold it, release, and then press and hold it again. It'll put your... Um, command at the top of the stack of events and then you'll be the next to go at the pedestrian crossing. It'll stop what the traffic lights are programmed to do. So press hold about five seconds, he said later, then release for like one second, another five seconds, and then you will be next in line because that's all lights are. Yeah. They're just triggers and a program and there's like a sequence of events. Yeah. I actually tried that yesterday as well. Did you try it? Yeah, okay. Did you like did you get a win? Like, I'm going to say three out of three times I I pushed the button in for five seconds, mm-hmm. release, push the button in five seconds. Three out of three times after I did that, the light eventually turned green. At what but, time? Well, this is the yeah. thing. The whole process takes like 12 seconds because you're going like one, two, three, four, five. So when it goes, and then yeah. after I'd done it, after I'd released the second time, the light went green three out of three times within two or three seconds. That's pretty good. No, I don't know because... Because I had the same thing. Yeah, but this is what I'm thinking. Is it like, it could just be 15 seconds since I pressed the button. Like, that's not... Okay, well then there's like, one final test we have to do. Yeah. 
We have to press once, wait 15 seconds. But it's so hard because, like, our car's already there. When do you do it? So I just like, because I'm like, as if you if you got it to work three times, mm. I got it to work twice. So after doing that method, within a second, it went, and I was actually very surprised. But well, I just, yeah, I just don't we just know. need to test the other versions now, because I'm I'm willing to give it the tick of approval. It's, I feel like it need, you need to do it like a hundred times before you can like... Even if it's just for the fact of like the placebo effect, of just feeling that you have made it go green, that was a pretty good feeling of like, oh, it worked. Yeah, looking around at the other people like, I did this. It's like a sugar tablet. You know, like, that's... I'm, I'm happy with that. But yeah. we could undermine it now. We're gonna, we'll go away. We'll test yeah. some other versions. Yeah. But maybe Trevin Headland is absolutely right. Press and hold. Release for one second. Press and hold. Blam, Mitchell and Michael, and joining us on the line now from Best IT is the Cyberman himself, the one and only Matt Sayer. G'day, Matt. Oh, round of applause. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Well, you need a round of applause because we need you, mate, more than ever. Yeah. Uh, tech, the tech world is getting dangerous. Medibank, all their data got dropped. It's all out there now. And what do you do when the, when the hackers take your phone number and start hitting you up with those random numbers where you're like, hang on, is my mum calling? And it's not your mum. Yeah, we're seeing that more and more. Spoofing is what it's called. Spoofing. Someone spoofs your number. So, and it's not that hard to do. It's been around for a long time, but it's becoming very popular now. So basically someone can call anyone else using anyone's phone number. So, you know, Mitch, you know, I, I pranked you guys yep. that day. And I, I called from, I think I chose the Darwin Police Station knowing that you'd lived in Darwin before. Yeah, and um, I had their number so, saved, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably been used a few times. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's uh, unfortunately there's not much we can do about it. We how, can't really stop it. How do they do it? Um, look, you can just get bits of software. So um, I won't go too deep on it because I don't want, don't want everybody copying it. But um, bits of software that can mask your number. So when you call somebody, it's just giving a little bit of information when you dial that call to the end user's phone. So you can change that bit of information. So the end user's phone is all it's doing is displaying what, what we're sending. So, you know, if I send that it's coming from Mitch to that person's phone, it says it's coming from Mitch. It obviously recognises the number, doesn't know your name, but if you've got your name, you know, Mitch's name saved in your phone, then it throws up your name on the, uh, on the number. Does, does that mean they can spoof text messages as well? Yeah. Look, I've found that a bit trickier to do. I've, I've done a bit of research on it and played around with it. And yes, you can, um, but um, that's harder to do to text. But definitely some of the scammers are doing that now. And you're getting that, you know, I had one from Australia Post once and it was from Australia Post number saying your parcel was ready to be picked up. But um, it wasn't from them. It was a, it was a, a fake one. It was, it was a scam. And it was sitting in the text messages with my other Australia Post text because my phone thought that that's who it was from. So you've got to be yeah. super careful. Do you, want to, stuff. do you want to know how you can tell that that was a scam? Is that Australia Post would never have your parcel to pick up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially now, where I live, yeah. Matt, what are they trying to get out of you? Because surely as soon as you answer the phone, you'll start to realise it's not who the number claims to be. What are they actually trying to get out of that little conversation? Well, well there's various ways of using it. So, um, for example, we saw a scam where people were calling. This is where I got the idea to call Mitch from the, from the Darwin Police. People were being called from the police station, a local police station out in, out in the bush. It was actually in, in um, northwest WA in Broome. And... Um, that was coming from the Broome Police Station's number. And when you answered the phone, they'd say, this is the ATO calling. We're calling on behalf of the Broome, um, Broome Police. 
because um, you've got a warrant out for your arrest because you've got some money that's outstanding. And of course, you would think it's the Broome Police, you would think they're working with the ATO, and you'd start to hand over information, and they started by asking you about your, you know, your full name, your date of birth, all those ID credentials, and then um, finished by asking for some credit card details. So what do we do to combat it then? Uh, do we just never answer the phone again? Well, I've, yeah. I, I <laughs> if you don't recognise the number, um, you probably, you know, because those scammers now will buy batches of numbers, and they're Australian mobile numbers quite, quite often, and they'll call you, you know, so you think it's an Australian number, but it's not. So, uh, you know, if you don't recognise the number all the time now, it's a mobile, probably don't answer it, let it go through. If you do answer it and they're asking you to confirm any information or they're asking you for your credentials or to confirm your name or date of birth or anything, you just hang up and call the company back. Say, I'll call you back. Don't call them back on a number they give you because they can give you a dodgy number. But, but if it's, you know, pretending to be the Broome Police, call the Broome Police back and ask them, um, you know, if, you're, if there's a warrant out for my arrest. And if they say, no, you know you're being scammed. All right, stay safe out there, guys. Matt from Best IT, great stuff as always, mate. Thanks, guys. I hope I don't scare you too much, but um, <laughs> well, it is a scary world. I don't even believe this is you. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, there is voice masking software now, too. So oh, no. Oh, yeah. And have you been keeping up to date with everything happening in the world of mining? It's a very fascinating space. You know, we have Mining HQ before the show. Yeah, Pablo and um, Chris Lamessia. Oh, I oh. tell you what, it's not Lamessia, it's it's Latidia, because you know exactly what's going on. But that, like, explores all the, you know... I just hate that I do that. Yeah. I'd like that explores than... all the news and, you know, what's happening in the mining world, but none yep. of the drama, none of the real, like, emotion and passion that these mining magnates go through. So I'm still disappointed at that joke. But yeah, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, the, you don't see behind what goes into making yeah. these huge... Like, did you know that, uh, that one of like the heads of Woodside has like become the CEO of FMG? Wow. Like, what, like to work for Andrew Twiggy Forrest. And I wonder, like, what would that job interview be like? What's it like when you get, like, working for Twiggy? Like sand through the articulated dumpy. So are the days of our minds. Congratulations, Fiona. You're officially the new CEO of FMG. I'm really excited and ready for the challenge, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew? No, no, no. No one calls me Andrew. Sorry, <laughs> Twiggy. No, <laughs> it's Mr. Forrest. I'm your boss now. Can't be too familiar with the plebs. That's good advice on how to deal with those beneath you. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Mr. Forrest. But really, I'm the boss now, right? Sorry? What do you mean? Well, you hired me as the CEO. Yep. You are the chief executive officer. You are the chief, and everyone else are the Indians. Okay. Little outdated, that reference. But yes, I'm their boss. And I'm yours. Well, what about the board? I am the board. I'm not sure this is going to work out, Mr. Forrest. I was expecting to have some autonomy and control over the future directions of FMG. Are you resigning? I guess I have to, yeah. All right, no worries. You're not mad? No, not at all. We have incredibly high turnover here at FMG. Uh, thank you for so much for working with us. It's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Petey, uh, Petey, can we make sure Fiona gets her annual leave, uh, long service leave paid out? Uh, do you need me to write you a reference? Who 
are you? Tune in next week for another thrilling chapter of Days of Our Minds. Should I say, it is El Presidente and Michael. Uh, you are the president of the social club yep. here at work. Uh, I've already uh, put through the papers. It would be changing to the culture club. The culture club. <laughs> like boy George. Yep. <laughs> now, you've had one week in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, have you, what have you done? What initiatives have you launched? I have made everyone feel like good, like I've given good vibes. Yep. I don't think you're allowed to do that as, <laughs> as the president. Sure, oh, no, sure. oh, sorry. <laughs> I did see you chucked a little something in the freezer. I did. Um, uh, I, splits? Yeah, split, there's a big, big dilemma in the office. Splits, splices. One of the girls in the office said, can you get me a splice from the, the work kitchen? Yeah. I went there. They were all out. So I went to the shops and I bought splits. But they, they were still happy. You know, okay. Yeah, it's like they want, we want tax cuts. And then imagine like uh, Albanese gave us like New Zealand dollars. You're like, ah, they're still good. (laughs) Look, I just got to make sure that the president is like being held to account. Mm -hmm. So we're going to catch up with the vice president next. Rude. You are the president of the soon to be named Culture Club, the social club here at work. Yes. Joining us on the line is your vice president, Talia. Morning, Talia. Welcome. Morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, Mitch has been in charge for one week. Uh, have you seen any work from the president in that week? Um, I've seen him bring some ice creams yeah. to the freezer, which yeah. he uh, did name the wrong brand. But yeah. anyway, we'll go with that. Uh, and that's about it. <laughs> that's pretty good. And keep in mind... Do you remember why and how you became vice president? Um, pretty sure that was Simon. I didn't hear anything from you. I told Simon to make you uh, vice president. We, we cannot confirm or deny this information. Well, we will. Also, no, uh, what would you like to see done? That's the other thing. That's what I want to hmm. ask you. Well, I did send you an email the other day, which I had no response to, mm. so... Mm. There's uh, a bit of problems inside Parliament, isn't well, there? Like, here's the thing that I yeah. didn't like. You replied all, so I think everyone saw it. No, I didn't. I didn't even reply all. I thought I'd be nice and do it just, you know, president to vice president. I did talk, I did talk to Simon about something unrelated. <laughs> Look, I'm just a little bit worried that there's already a bit of division here between No, we're just chatting before, like, like, I don't know how much you guys know about US politics and stuff, but, like, when they get voted in, right, don't they have, like, time and then they get, like, inaugurated and whatever? Okay, yeah. So, so like, yeah. We officially don't... inaugurated. We yet. officially don't kick off till the new year, correct, VP? Yes, but you've got to have a plan in place. Yeah, I'll figure it out over Christmas. <laughs> Look, I know that Vice President Talia has already initiated a trip to the beach. And look, all I'm saying, on, the, on this work alone, splits the freezer, trip to the beach, I'm siding with the Vice President. Well, this is the thing. Talia, when you came back from the beach, what did you enjoy? Uh, mm, yeah, okay. I did enjoy the ice cream when yeah, I got back from the beach. Yeah, okay. It's a, good, it's a good teaser trailer into the new year. Okay. We will do this. We will be. We'll keep an eye on it, and uh, Talia, make sure you keep him in check. That's your job as VP. Also, I'll, tr- I'll try. Side note, Talia, can we both agree that we won't invite Michael to anything fun? Uh, I can't agree on that with you. Sorry. Okay, we'll, we'll meet later. <laughs> I've got it in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs>
but we were playing Guess Rev Who this morning. Fun is trying to guess when you play Guess Who. Game cards do not actually talk. But the people do, Mitch. The people love to talk on Google reviews about WA attractions. Yep. Okay. This morning's attraction was typically a 4.1 out of 5 star attraction. Great. It's yep. in Midwest WA. Fantastic. Uh, but some are not too pleased with it. Brad said, beware, high crime area. Don't leave your car unattended. Peter said, only use the free RV parking next to it. Oh. And one man, Justin, questioned why it's fenced off when everywhere else in WA, like, is not. Hmm. So, so all of these in WA getting fenced hmm. off. And he doesn't quite understand. So one eight hundred zero double one triple six. if you think you can figure it out. We've got... Luke, is, Luke, mate, are you back on the line again? It's Luke again. Hey, mate, what's going on? Uh, yeah, trying to work, but you keep interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> sort of we, yeah, you know, break in from the music. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> we do apologise for that. That's all good, mate. What's going on? I know, I know what it is, I reckon. Okay, what do you reckon? Is it a lighthouse? Is it a lighthouse, Michael? It is a lighthouse. It, it is. is a lighthouse. Yeah. Got it, mate. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the lighthouse at Point Moore. What, what a beauty she is. What, uh, yeah, I was going to say, what are your thoughts on the lighthouse? Um, yeah, well, I don't drive a boat or anything, so yeah, it doesn't really tickle me. It, it offers yeah. you nothing on land. You what, have no uh, use for it. What do you do for a living, Luke? Uh, I build boats. Cheers, <laughs> 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 fellas. Luke from Jarrow, work, walking away with a Triple M prize pack there for playing Guess Rev Who. Absolutely huge. Yeah, it is the Point, point More Lookout Lighthouse, okay? A uh, little bit little bit rough from a couple of those reviews, but it's typically a 4.5. Would you like a good review from that lighthouse? This place is so stunning and very precious. That's according to Nat. Five stars. Oh, yeah. So it's like, don't take, don't take the one star. Like, never take anything that says a one star review. The Mitchell and Michael podcast, plenty of one star reviews. And I'm telling you, don't, well, don't pay attention to them. That's just, you're always going to have haters. No, we actually don't have any one-star reviews. No, because we don't have any. We don't have no, any we room. do. We do. We do. I would steal, I think I've stolen 20 phones, like, of friends and left reviews. And you've done the review for They're them. fake reviews. So there you go. Do you think this, li- do you think that's a fake well, review that's the other for the thing. lighthouse? It's like, how many reviews of your friends, re- like, restaurants and cafes, you know they made you make that review. That toasted sandwich was all right, but it's not five stars. Never trust five stars. Never trust one star. No. Give me a solid three-star review. That's how he lives his life. So, Mitchell and Michael, on your favorite podcast apps, give us a three-star review. Yep. Full honesty, and I'll appreciate you the most. Yes. Uh, we appreciate uh, having you, Jero, and every other... Headland this week, us, yeah. yeah, and we'll see the rest of you suckers next week. If you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.